what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on The Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, show me the money. How do entrepreneurs fund new businesses and what are the challenges they face in accessing capital? We'll talk about information from the Kauffman Foundation on trends that are hurting entrepreneurs as they try to start new businesses. We've got a guest. Today's guest is Nathaniel Holmes, owner and founder of Small Business Solutions. Uh, Nathaniel helps small businesses use technology to operate more effectively. We'll be getting some tips from him. And we'll wind up with our Small Business of the Month feature, where we'll highlight some small businesses that you should be checking out. Greetings. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host. I'm the director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is Dean of the School of Business, Industry, and Technology at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, how you doing? Jeff, doing great. It's been a very short summer, though. Is it? Yes, it's been okay. short. You know, we had the SkillsUSA National Conference. And well, you know, we, we, we sort of had a cliffhanger at our last Entrepreneur Exchange because you were getting ready to go to Louisville, Kentucky with our skills people. So how did we do? We set the national record for most medals won by one school. That's good, right? That's fantastic. We won 12 national medals, 10 national championships in that 12, and we were selected as the number one chapter for producing students that know and have good workplace skills, which is one of the foundations of SkillsUSA. Well, that's, well, well congratulations so, to you. Thank and, you for letting me say that. And you and I are both very proud that yes. we also that two of our national champions were entrepreneurship teams. Absolutely. A high school team associated with the college and the college's team. Yes, so, so we had two national champions. You, as the mentor of those two teams, it's the only time in history of SkillsUSA that a high school and a college team from the same organization won. Well, you are really impressed. You and I are both uh, very proud of that. We We really are. So anyway, well, congratulations. I'm glad that uh, that uh, you had a successful trip. Brought back many medals. As far as we know, no students were arrested. Nobody got pregnant, and it's all good. If they don't show up for school next week, we'll understand why uh, that they might not have. Excellent. Well, anyway. (laughs) Moving on to our content, I was uh, visiting the Kauffman Foundation for Entrepreneurship website this week, and uh, there was testimony to Congress from their innovator in residence, a fellow named Ross Baird, who is also the president of Village Capital, and he testified to the U.S. House Committee on Small Business about access to capital. And um, Few, I'm going to drop a few facts on you that he okay. shared in his testimony, and we can we can discuss for a bit. Uh, number one, the Kauffman Foundation, their research estimates that it costs thirty thousand dollars to start a new business, and entrepreneurs who have access to more than one hundred thousand dollars are much more likely. Uh, twenty three, excuse me, twenty three percent less likely to fail than entrepreneurs who have access to less than five thousand dollars in capital, which makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, five thousand dollars sounds like a lot in certain things, but not when you're starting a business. But there's some trends that uh, Mr. Baird pointed out that are very concerning that uh, that he thinks we all need to be working on. Number one, large banks have become larger. Small and medium sized banks are disappearing. As an example. 
Small community banks uh, totaling under $50 million in assets have declined 41% since the Great Recession of 2008, either through consolidation or closing. And because it's often in the $30,000 range that people are needing to start a new business, uh, that doesn't hit the vast majority of, of uh, banks' radars. They're, they're looking to loan around $100,000 or more uh, if they're trying to make a, a profitable loan. So that's really not in their kill zone. So there's a, there's a banking issue going on out there. Secondly, he points out that the nature of new businesses have changed. Changed. Historically, banks lend against assets, but the majority of new businesses these days are service businesses that do not have significant assets or collateral, but are said based on cash flow. Those businesses don't fit the traditional underwriting models, so not a good fit there. So only 18% of businesses, new businesses, ever access a bank loan. So there's a very big gap there. So That is a surprise to me, although as you state those facts... Again, just the collateral part, uh, going from uh, once was had a lot of equipment and different things involved to, to not having it. That does make sense. I hadn't even thought about it that closely until you said it. So the third thing you brought up, and this is the last thing, you said uh, everyone talks a lot about venture capital or VC, but really venture capital is really only helpful to a very small percentage of entrepreneurs and business starts, only 0.6% ever raise any money through venture capital. And 78% of the venture capital that was raised end up going in three states. Guess what they are? Alaska is not one of them. New York. New York. California. Uh, California. And the last one's Massachusetts. Well, you never guessed that. Uh, so so I, I, I'm glad you, I went you, with the two. Uh, you went, got two or three. Those three. So, so anyway, those are three concerning trends that make it more difficult for entrepreneurs to get access to capital. So my question to you is, what are you in the community college system doing about these problems? Our small business center director, the regional director for this part of North Carolina, I know is working hard on that. Aren't you, Jeff? Yeah, you, you're going you're gonna to have a great career in politics here. <laughs> so. Good job by you. So, I passed uh, that one quick. Yeah. So, and, and it's and, a good question. Well, I mean, and, and, and it's, it's you know, the Kauffman Foundation um, Innovator in Residence, Mr. Baird, didn't have any specific answers either, other than he said that, they, that the, the, this gap is going to fall back on local communities and cities to, uh, to get creative in terms of the way that they provide capital and assistance to entrepreneurs, and, and the Kauffman Foundation is going to continue to study this issue, but, you know, it's, it's a problem. So, so anyway, that's our happy news for today. <laughs> Moving news. along. Do um, we have something to bounce back from? Well, fortunately, we do. We have a guest. There we go. Who can actually help our entrepreneurs operate more efficiently and effectively. Uh, we've got Nathaniel Holmes with us, and Nathaniel's involved in many different things. He does sales. He does marketing, but he also started his own business called Small Business Solutions, and I've had the uh, uh, opportunity to work with Nathaniel some at our small business center. Um, and he helps folks uh, use technology and, and other ways to improve their business. So, Nathaniel, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to welcome, welcome you to the Entrepreneur Exchange. How's it going today? I'm well, Jeff. Thank you. And, Gary, thanks for having me this morning. Glad you're with us. Thank great. you. Um, yeah, so uh, that's an interesting situation that you mentioned there with the financing and, and uh, small businesses. It really is an issue. Um, 
and to that point, um, I try to advise my clients um, on how they can get around that situation, um, how to operate more effectively, more efficiently, um, use resources that don't require as much capital, right? Service businesses are, I mean, that's, that's where it is, right? Because you have, you have less capital that you have to come up with, but oftentimes you need equipment or you need something um, mm-hmm. to, to provide some of those services. So where do you get those funds from? Um, so it's it's definitely a challenge. I see it every day. Um, folks are, hey, can you help me write a grant? Do you know someone that, that, that can write a grant? And grants are not, they're grants, but they're not very easy to come by. Especially I'm glad for, you said that. Especially for for-profit businesses. But there's a lot of uh, strings attached with them. Lots of strings One, attached. If you get it, that's great. But it's a lot of work to get there, and you have a big investment. Right. And then, too, there are the strings, like I said, of what you have to do to right. get that grant money, reporting on how well you did with it or right. what you did with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and you know, and, and traditionally, if you if you look at where funding for for small businesses come, seventy percent generally comes from the owner or family or yes. friends, yes. and and then a, another ten percent or so comes from using credit cards, which. Right. Can be a very slippery slope. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we, you know, it, it, it can work, but it's right. if, you, if you get in that spiral of uh, paying extra interest costs, uh, that, that that can be your death spiral for your business before you even get out of the box. So let me ask a quick question. Even though we've started on a relatively negative note regarding uh, getting loans or getting support from banks, with the economy doing better, makes me think about it as we're talking today. The, GDP was the four point one percent. It was a healthy number. Yeah, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we're seeing any better bank support, or is it just the fact that the way their banks are structured now that that thirty thousand dollar loan, uh, uncollateralized, is just not going to get touched, no matter whether the economy is good or bad. Well, I, I think if you look at the research from the Kauffman Foundation, they're, they're just saying there's a gap there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I think they're also saying that there's an entrepreneurship gap of uh, fewer businesses starting, more small businesses closing. So, um, yeah, that's, it's a question that uh, you know, we'll have to drag some bankers in here and uh, kick the crap out of them next time. I think that's, that would be a good thing. We have yeah. a few that we could do that. Okay. Yeah. So. And there's, I mean, in, to address that gap, there are some companies out there that are trying to fill that gap um, that's being left by the banks. I mean, even here locally, we had Capital Bank mm-hmm. that um, I've been in Hickory since 2014, just before I got here. Bank of Granite, I believe yeah. it was, mm-hmm. and it became Community One, and then it has become Capital Bank. And here recently, it was acquired by a bank out of Tennessee again. So that's an example of what's happening yeah, with these small to medium banks. I mean, they're they're being gobbled up, and, and they were the ones that were helping the smaller businesses. Exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, I, I had a note here. There's a thing on Facebook that I see all the time: Cabbage, K A B B A G E. That is one of these companies that's helping to fill that gap. So if you're a small business owner, that may be something you want to look into to see. Um, a lot of these, there are some places that provide um, invoice factoring. So if you are a small business and you've been operating and you have some invoices and some track record, 
they can use that to help advance you some funds, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help you along the way. So th- there are options out there um, t- to help fill that gap. You just have to go looking for them. Yeah. Well, Nathaniel, tell us a little bit about uh, your your company, Small Business Solutions, and and how you go about working with uh, clients that that uh, that need your assistance. Sure. So, Small Business Solutions is, uh, I guess you can call it a, a, a boutique firm, right? It's just me in the boutique. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was born out of my desire to help people. Um, my wife and I we started our first business back in. Um, Right around 2008, um, an in-home daycare. Um, we had just purchased our home. It's a tough time to start a business. Yes. Yeah. We 2008. Had just, yeah. We had just bought our home, and um, she had gotten laid off. She mm-hmm. was in the child care industry. She had all the certifications. She's a big kid. She loves kids. And um, I said, you know, why go through this? Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you just do it yourself? And she said, what? What do you mean? I said, just do it yourself. So um, took took a couple of weeks of late night researching, mm-hmm. but in a span of about two weeks, I did all the research and gathered the information mm-hmm. that we needed to say, hey, what do we need to do? Um, in about a month or so, we had our um, LLC formed um, and incorporated. And then a couple months down the line, we got our first client and it rolled on from there. So in seeing how we transitioned from the idea of let's start a business to actually seeing it happen. I said, if I can do this, anybody can do this. I'm just a regular guy working at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and we had this idea, and we made it happen. Um, and that's where Small Business Solutions came from because I believe that if myself as a regular guy can do this, I can help others do the same who may have that desire to start their own business. Right. Um, and along the way, um, I had some experience with um, some other entrepreneurs in a, uh, a health consulting startup business um, that I was able to learn how to uh, make relationships with businesses. So I was able to strike up partnerships with Dell, Microsoft, Ingram Micro, um, a lot of these technology companies to where I could source right. um, product for people. Um, and I just went out and letting people know, hey, this is what I do. If you need some help, I'm here to help you. So um, we offer advisory services kind of similar to, to what Jeff does, helping folks incorporate their business, mm-hmm. helping them work through that process. Uh, marketing services, because once you get your business started, what's the next thing you need to do? You need to let people know right. what you got. where you are. You don't want to be the best kept secret. That's not a good thing. Right. <laughs> so it's so, like, hey, you need to know how to market your business. Right. And we were able to do that. To this day, we still have people calling, even though we're not in Durham anymore. We still have people calling looking for daycare. So I, I must have done something right because <laughs> they're still looking for us. Um, and then the technology part, I'm just a geek. I'm a technology guy. I love electronics. You know, I, I love te- technology. So um, that's a big part mm-hmm. of, of what I do in the financial services at the end of the day. It's all about money, right? Yep. And you've got to understand how to manage that money. Um, so those are the four things that come together to make small business solutions. Well, and, and, and you've done a great job working with folks over at our small business center and, and uh, 
you know, I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I'd call you a geek, but I guess you are because uh, there, there's some of these programs that you seem very in tune with. And and one of the things that you're a big advocate for is is uh, as small businesses are developing uh, their website, uh, you're you you're a, you're a big proponent of WordPress. I and mean, what's uh, uh, you know why why WordPress and how does that help uh, small businesses? So um, and we're not getting any money from WordPress. This is just, no, this, is, this no, is through we're, uh, we're, we're is, not. This is through your experience <laughs> in working with them. Yeah. So um, I'm a huge proponent of WordPress. Um, I found it by accident. I had a client come to me who needed help with a website. He was using one platform. As I researched and learned how to help him with that platform, I kept coming across WordPress. I was like, what is this? Um, I looked into it and found out that the large majority of the websites, e-commerce websites that are out there, are built on this platform. So I thought it'd be something that I needed to learn. Um, So... Self-taught, started learning it, and found out how easy it is. Um, I'd been working with uh, web design all the way back to the days of Angel Fire and and Geo Sites. Um, also, uh, I've used Wix, Weebly. I've used all of those different platforms to build websites, and by far the WordPress p- platform for me was was the easiest to work with. Um, highly customizable. There were things that I wanted to do with some websites that I couldn't do if I was using Wix or if I were using Weebly. Um, And I have no inclination to code. I don't want to learn code. I don't want to code anything. So it's perfect because Mm -hmm. it's it's very graphical. Uh, It's a very graphical interface. Um, And WordPress is is very flexible. Um, Flexible meaning um, there's more than one way to get something done. Mm -hmm. So um, I love that about it. And it's very low cost. At the end of the day, if I show someone something, I want to show them how to be effective, how to maximize their profitability and reduce their cost. And Mm -hmm. that's why I love about WordPress is because you can have a professional looking website at a very low cost. Generally speaking, um, if you want to do it yourself, absolutely. If you want to, pay someone to do it then that's a different story so well yeah and i I always find that to be a challenge in that um if you want to pay someone to do it that's great but i i think the the bigger catch that you need to be careful about if you're uh, your your business owner is that you need to be able to make adjustments to your website without going back to a third party and having to open up your wallet every time you need a little modification to a website you know how did you run into that one as well I run into it every class that we do. Ah. <laughs> um, it's something that comes up because the business owner is the business owner. They're concerned with running their business. They're not a web developer, right? So they pay someone to take care of the website. The site is up, and then guess what? That person's gone. They've got the keys now to your website. What do you do? So I'm a huge proponent of at least being familiar with the platform, know how to get into it, how to make adjustments and changes if you have the inclination to do that. Otherwise, it can get very expensive and it could become a headache. Yep. So um, WordPress is your, uh, your preferred uh, platform for developing a website. We, you, you were talking a little bit about marketing and the importance of that. And, and, and once you're up and established, you want people to find you. And obviously, social media plays such a big role 
role in that today? What what advice do you have for folks in, in terms of marketing and promoting themselves through social media? And how do you how can you make that a more efficient process so I'm not on Facebook all day? Because, you know, I'm I'm an old guy. I don't really want to be on Facebook all day. Yeah. Um, in in 2018, if you're not on social media, you're you're, you're going to be losing. You're, it's just bottom line. You have to find a way to get onto social media and you don't necessarily have to be on every platform, but whichever platform you choose, you need to do it well. And each platform has its strengths and its weaknesses, its particular demographics, right? Um, if, if you're on Instagram, I think Instagram is a much younger demographic than, say, a Facebook demographic, mm-hmm. right? Um I personally like Facebook because it it covers um, not just visuals but also text, mm-hmm. um, whereas Instagram is heavily a, a visual. So you may not have a business that lends itself well right. to an Instagram presentation. So you just have to find which one works for you. But in terms of how in terms of how businesses should be using social media to to uh, promote their business, um, it has to be a priority. It absolutely has to be a priority, which means you have to set aside the time. And in some cases, you have to set aside the money, because if you want to advertise on social media to be effective, you may have to spend a few dollars in in order to do that. Um, One of the things I like about social media is that that marketing budget is very flexible. Um, you, You have a lot of control over um, that budget as opposed to if you were to buy a billboard and just put up a billboard. Billboards are very expensive mm-hmm. and you don't have much control over if someone's going to look up and see it, right? You're hoping. Um, you, you hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with social media, you can target your audience and say, hey, I want males between the age of 18 and 23 that have an interest in fast cars to see my ad. Very targeted, very effective. Um, also, um, in terms of being effective with it, you ha- if you need to, you might need to get some young people engaged in the process, whether it's interns or, or maybe a family member who's always on their tablet or their phone um, for a small business owner. That may be something to consider because, sent, like I said, you have to be on social media. It's, it's not negotiable anymore. Um, and then just use it, you know. You, you got to use it one way or another. You need to use it. Well, and, and to me, activity and consistency is important. It's, it's great that uh, if you're on Facebook, but if you're posting once a month, you're really not on Facebook, you know, right. and, and right. it's going to look dusty. It's going to look like no one's really engaged in your business. So mm-hmm. whatever platforms you choose to be uh, on, make sure that you're active. Right. And and using it maybe is not the the right term. Engage. That's that's how you win at social media is by engaging with your audience. Um, so if you if you put a post, it needs to be an, a post that solicits engagement, mm-hmm. and then you engage with with, the, with your with your guests through that. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris, and we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on the Mesh TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on the Mesh TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line.
you use any automation tools to assist uh, with the social media that yes. uh, you would suggest to people? Yeah, um, as a small business owner, uh, you know, if, if, if it's just a one-man show or two-man show, a, a lot of times that time part that I talked about, that, that may be a challenge. So to assist with that, there are tools that are available that can help you with automating some posts, automating some content. One of the tools that I use is called uh, Deliverit, DLV DLVR.IT. Um, and what that does, it allows you to input uh, URLs that have content that pertains to your business, and then it automates the post to your to your Facebook or to your Instagram or whichever platform you choose to send it to. Um, I think that's a great tool because at the very least, you can automate the initial post and then you can go back at your leisure and solicit some engagement. Um, but I love that. There's another one that's very popular. It's called Hootsuite. I think a lot of people have heard of that one. Um, Deliver it is is free. There's a free version. Hootsuite, there's a free version. Again, I'm, I'm a proponent of um, low cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a small business owner, the free version may work very well for you. Um, and even for larger businesses, there's a commercial there's a commercial application for either of those um, that would work that would give more fun- functionality. And and sticking uh, with the marketing theme, you know where 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 does email go these days? I I, mean, I don't you know I, too much of it might go into the the, into the trash bin. I know, but but yeah, you know, still still an important way to be getting your message out. I mean, when sure. when people ask about that, uh, how do you direct them to use email these Let days? Let me ask you this, Jeff: um, How many of your emails did you look at and read today? So far, it's uh, it's around lunchtime. I don't know, probably fifteen to twenty at least. Fifteen to twenty. How many of those were marketing? You would consider marketing emails, unsolicited marketing type things. Is that what you? Right. Yeah. I you know I I try to weed those out and and get off those lists, but it's still probably twenty to twenty five percent. Right. Yeah. Um, did you actually read those? I might have opened them and then deleted them, but I didn't. I didn't stay with them very long. Right, you didn't. You didn't stay with it very long. No. Um, was it because the subject line didn't catch your eye? Was it because when you opened it, there wasn't something that immediately uh, impelled you to continue? It to was. Look? It was because I was in a hurry to get down here and do this podcast, Nathaniel. So it was, uh, I just well, didn't I'll, have. I'll I answer your question. I didn't have time. It didn't, didn't engage me. It didn't engage you. That is the challenge right now yeah. with email. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, email was the thing. Email marketing was the thing, right? With, with, with the surge in social media, email marketing has fallen back. I'm not opening an email from Glock store or... Or whoever else, I'm not opening it. Right. I'm not on there. I'm, I'm not on the Glock store list yet. But go ahead. I am. Okay. That's, that's my. That's one of my new hobbies. Okay. Um, but I'm not opening that email unless um, it's an order fulfillment or tracking to let me know that you know your your your, your next mm-hmm. triggers on the way or or whatever it is. Right. I'm not opening those because. I just don't have the time right. to read an email. If it's not instant, you're wasting your time. 
So to answer your question, how you should be using email, um, you should be using it in promotional situations. Your message needs to be short and it needs to be concise. You have to use visuals. You've got to use video. You've got to use video. If you are not using video in your email, you're losing. We don't have the time to read anymore. Yeah. We just don't. Yeah, that's exactly I'm, right. I'm not sure the younger generation can, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if, if you're going to use email, it has to be short, concise, and you've got to use vi- you have to use video. And additionally, it, it has to be a value add. Whatever that email is that, that you're sending, um, it needs to be something that's adding value to, to that person or to that yeah. guest that you're trying to reach. Well, I'll add one snippet regarding uh, a certain demographic in our students. When we're trying to get in touch with our students, email is not the way to get in touch Absolutely with our students. Absolutely not. Even though that's the way we drive it, we have to know that we've got to find a different way to get them. So are we, are we sending them text messages now? We're starting to look at that okay. yet for mm-hmm. that exact uh, yeah. reason. Because if somebody, and it's usually critical when we're trying to get in touch with a student. Right. They missed an assignment or they've got to do this to complete the course right. or sign up for a course. And we can't get them. Yeah. Or if it's, we have to cancel a course. It's 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 a challenge. It is a challenge. Email. I remember when email was was the thing. Absolutely. And it's it's just it's taken a little step back. So if you're gonna use it, um, it has to be for a specific message. It has to be short, concise, it has to have video. Um, and I don't know, reach your students these days. You guys may have to get on Snap. Uh, we're gonna have to do something because it's I a challenge. Gary and I are not allowed on Snap. No, you're anyway. not allowed on Snap. Yeah, no. my, my my children have told me that I'm not allowed on Snap. <laughs> exactly. um, yeah. Now, Nathaniel, you you talked about uh, uh, the importance of collecting the money and finances and expenses, and you introduced me to uh, a platform that seems very uh, helpful and and economical for uh, uh, startups and small business called Wave Accounting. Mm-hmm. And why don't you talk a little bit about Wave? And, and we're not getting any money from these guys either. I know. No. We're doing a lot I, of free I, advertising today. Yeah. we call them afterward? I don't or know. Email? Producer Andrew's going to give us a bad look saying, hey, yeah, where's the advertising revenue, gentlemen? Come on. <laughs> I've, I've tried. But um, Wave Accounting uh, is, is one of those things that I found out of necessity. Um, Everyone knows QuickBooks, mm-hmm. right? Uh, before that, uh, Quicken. Um, so I was using QuickBooks for the daycare. Um, when I started the second business, the consulting business, I went to add a second business mm-hmm. to my QuickBooks profile. Well, guess what happened? Fees went up for me adding a second business. And, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't a situation where um, we were making all this money. And frankly, I just did not want to pay those fees. Mm-hmm. So I went looking for an alternate solution and found Wave. Um, from that time to now, Wave has greatly improved. And dare I say, um, it's right there side by side with the functionality um, you can get from QuickBooks. Um, you can do invoicing. Um, you can connect it to your business bank account. Uh, to help you with itemizing your expenses. Um, one of the things um, that I love about it is those three financial statements that the bank is going to need when you need to go to the bank to borrow some money, mm-hmm. right? They're all available for you right there, as long as you're putting in good information, right? right? And we all know that there's only your output is only as good as your input. Right. But um, 
Wave is a free platform um, for the accounting portion of it. There are other services that are available within like payroll services, which of course that's going to cost. Um, but literally, if if you're currently using Quicken, or I'm sorry, not Quicken, but QuickBooks, um, or if you know someone who is and that may not work quite for you or you're looking for an alternative to help save you some money, I strongly suggest Wave Accounting. Um, I've been able to do everything that I want to do within my business in terms of accounting with with using Wave Accounting. Another good tip. Very good. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, just any other general lessons that uh, you want to share with uh, startups and small business out there from your experiences, Nathaniel? From my experience, the, the biggest thing is fear. That's, that's the biggest thing in terms of uh, starting that small business, um, getting going. It's just the fear of, the fear of failure. Uh, for some people, the fear of success. What if I get too much business? What do I do? Well, that's kind of a good problem. A good you problem. want to have that yep, problem. Yeah, we can sure. work with you on that one. Yeah, but it's overcoming that fear, um, and then knowledge or information or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, information is so available to us today. There's no reason why, if you have an idea, you cannot get the information you need to make it go from an idea to reality. So I would say don't be afraid. Um, The information is out here. It is readily available. We don't have to go to the card catalog anymore. We don't have to go to the library. We're all walking around with these fancy computers on our hips. They call them cell phones. That it's got all of the information for you right there. Just go for it. Well, we, we do have some friends that work at libraries, and they, they, they'd like to stay working. So, yeah, they can be helpful. Yeah, so if you get stuck, yes, if yeah. you get stuck, uh, there's, some pretty, library. There, there's some pretty good resource librarians out there. And they can also provide you some access, show you how to access certain databases that you might not be aware of. So Yes, so, and there's but, some databases that, um, you, as a regular consumer, you're not going to have access to. You will need to go see a librarian, whether it's Reference USA or Hoover's or something like that, right. to get some good business information. But but you're right. I mean, there's certainly there's so much information out there, and it, it's very easily accessible. Whether you're on your computer, your phone, or or whatnot. So mm-hmm. so get cracking. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. Well, Nathaniel, how, if people want to find you, where should they be looking for you online? The the easiest way to find me is just go to solutionsforsmallbiz.com. That's S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S, the number four, S-M-B-I-Z.com. Okay. Well, Nathaniel, we very much appreciate you joining us and, and uh, gave us a lot of uh, good ideas for operating your business more effectively, efficiently, and a low cost. So um, everyone, uh, I hope, can take advantage of those things. But we like to end our uh, podcast each month uh, highlighting some small businesses. And, and uh, Nathaniel, you have one that you'd like to share with us uh, this, this month. I do. So I mentioned my new hobby. Um, my wife's going to kill me. But um, she, she won't be listening by now. Don't no, worry. Right. We edit this part, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, John's Militia right here on Catawba Valley. Um, John's Militia gear right here on Catawba Valley Boulevard, right behind the mall. Um, s- small business. John and his wife Lillian um, and their son. They they run a um, a firearm store there. Um, great, great, great atmosphere. Um, 
I got into this as a novice. I'm still a novice, but um, from my first time interacting with them, they take the time to um, to teach you. Um, sometimes you can go into you can go into a new hobby and feel kind of uneasy and people expect you to know certain things and they'll treat you a certain way if you don't. Yeah, that's how I am with cooking. But go ahead. Right. <laughs> um, but from from day one, these guys, I mean, they've just been great. Any questions that I have, they answer them. They even um, help my wife get a little comfortable with 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 some of the toys that are in there. Um, so it's it's been a really good experience. And I go by there once a week. Um just to see what's what's changing in there, and they they've got some good things. Business is picking up for them. Uh, he uses social media very well. Uh, he he does a raffle, and what he does with the raffle is uh, he videos the raffle drawing, and then he takes a picture with the guests who who wins the raffle mm-hmm. and puts puts it on social media. So of course people can actually see, hey, someone's winning. That's fine, right? Um, so he does a really good job with that. I um, sent him a message via Facebook. At nine ten o'clock at night, and he just like that he's responding so very fast okay. with his response. So he's doing well with that. The store you go in is clean, it's organized. He's got great employees that do a good job with the guests. So as a small business, um, I, I really appreciate the way John does business there, and I would definitely recommend that if you're into firearms and and sporting that you guys go see him. Just keep it legal. Yes, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right, Gary, what is your uh, small business this month? My small business of the month is Riley Jones Painting and Power Washing Business. And I have to give out a big shout-out to Riley and Corey Jones because they're high quality in the way they do business. Obviously, they're painting our house as we speak. Well, I guess you should be nice to them. Yes, I am. Please be good to us. No, they've been outstanding, and so actually talk to them, see if they'd be okay with me giving them a shout-out. It's a father-son business that focuses on dotting the I and cross the T, high quality. They just make sure that they have everything done uh, the way it's supposed to be done. And we had a bad painting experience a handful of years ago, so we were a little skittish, but my wife told me it was time to paint the house, whether I wanted to or not. And I, she knows that I'm not a very good painter because I tried that several years ago. But they're hardworking. I'd recommend them to anyone. Uh, they started in Caldwell County, and they cover the Unifor area, and they don't advertise much. It goes by word of mouth. So they're one of the few people uh, that doesn't need – they actually should have social media. But they're so successful, they get people coming to them because of uh, the quality in their workmanship. They get referral business. Yes, Exactly. Yeah. Very good. That's good. It's hard. It's hard to find good painters. It really is. So, yes. Congratulations to you. Well, we're very, very fortunate, and we heard from them by word of mouth. All awesome. right. Well, my small business of the month actually came from one of our listeners, uh, uh, Peter in New York, uh, sent me an email uh, and suggested this uh, small business, and uh, the name of the company is Greeting Card Socks. And it's a company that was started by a pair of Bronx, New York siblings who are spreading positivity with their own line of inspirational socks. It's uh, started and run by uh, 12-year-old Rachel and 15-year-old Michael Chang. They've designed a line of socks with uplifting messages and colorful designs. Um, 
And uh, they came up with the idea of socks because that's something that everyone wears. It's worldwide, and it's the number one thing requested in homeless shelters. It was launched in February. Uh, the pairs are made by a manufacturer and priced between 6 and $10 per pair. They sell them online, in person, and at events. They, uh, Matthew says that they have an acronym, GCS, which stands for Greeting Card Socks, but also stands for Giving, Caring, and Success. And for every purchase, the teams donate a pair of socks and a greeting card to someone in need. And if you go out to the website, you'll see that they work with churches, schools, and other organizations on fundraisers. They've got socks for men and women. They offer a subscription service. So if you want to sign up and get a monthly pair of socks, you can do that. And they're using entrepreneurship to, to make a difference. So you can check them out at greetingcardsocks.com, greetingcardsocks, S-O-C-K-S.com. And uh, as, as our friend Joe Bob would say, you should be checking it out. So, Absolutely. So anyway, so thanks for Peter in New York for sharing that business of the month. If, if uh, any of our listeners, if you have a suggestion for the Entrepreneur Exchange Small Business of the Month, you can send them to us at exchange at the mesh TV. Uh, and if we use yours, uh, like Peter, you'll be receiving one of our Entrepreneur Exchange prize packs. I want to thank Nathaniel Holmes for joining us today. Uh, you can, uh, as he said, check him out at Solutions Number Four SMBZ. You can find him on Facebook or probably other places as well. Uh, so thanks, uh, Nathaniel, for joining us and sharing um, sharing some great info. And uh, Gary, always a pleasure. Pleasure to be with you, as always. We uh, thank the Mesh Podcast Network. You need to check them out at uh, themesh.tv because they've got a whole stable of uh, great podcasts, so go check them out. Uh, You can find them on iTunes as well, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you again next month. Have a great next month or current month. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.